Um, well, last week we kicked off a new series after being gone for a little while called Boundaries, and we, we started uh, talking about what that meant. And so I wanted to do a little bit of a recap. You actually have notes to, to fill in tonight. You didn't have that last week, so I wanted to recap a few things. And, uh, and here's kind of some of the stuff we talked about last week. Um, number one, boundaries. What is it? What does it mean? Well, this is what it means. Something or things that indicate bounds or limits. Last week, I used the analogy of I have this barrier, this, this boundary here that keeps me from going off the edge of the stage into this, this uh, box full of t- lovely toys that you guys brought. Thank you guys who brought toys, by the way. That's pretty sweet. Um, and if you want to bring more stuff later on, you can still bring stuff. It's happening this Saturday. I'll tell you more about it later. But this barrier is keeping me from falling into the box, right? So when I hit the barrier, I realize, oh, goodness, I need to turn around and go back towards this area because I won't fall off this way, but I'll fall off this way. So it lets me know a limit, a boundary, such as what a boundary is. Make sense? Yes. Let's move on. Now, the boundaries we're talking about, the kind we started talking about last week and the ones we're going to talk about this week and next week are the ones that keep us focused on Jesus and keep us away from sin. So we have this analogy again, right? Imagine the box and the the falling off the stage. That represents walking away from God. That represents sin. That represents things that are going to to be harmful for you. It's not the way God asks you to live. This way is life. It's it's living for God. It's being focused on Jesus. So I hit this boundary, this border, this, this boundary stone wall thing. And I realized, oh dude, I'm about to get into dangerous territory or Torah however you want to say it. I'm just kidding. Torta is totally incorrect. Don't say that. You'll look like a fool. Um, So if you hit this, you realize, I don't need to go this way. I need to go this way. And this is going to save me from a lot of heartache, a lot of bad things, if I don't go this way. And so boundaries that we're talking about are keeping us focused on Jesus, keeping us focused away from sin and towards good things, towards life, um, towards things that God's called us to. Makes sense. Give me the head nod. Yes. Nice. Okay. Now, this all comes from this one verse in Romans, chapter 6, verse 13. It's super cool. And this is where we're kind of getting this whole idea of boundaries, why we want boundaries, is because of this. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. So no part of who we are needs to be used for sin, the things that are past the boundary. All that stuff out there, bad. And I'm not saying you guys, I'm just saying in my illustration here, okay? So, um, none of uh, who we are should be used for wickedness. But rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. So that's the kind of people we want to be. We want to be the people who are bringing righteousness, godliness, holiness into the world. We don't want to be the people who are wrecking people's lives, talking garbage about people, bringing people down, making people feel depressed about themselves. We want to be the other kind of people. Instruments of righteousness, this verse calls us. So that's what we want to try to do. So in order to do that, we need some things in our life that keep us away from the things that would keep us from being that. Yes? Yes. Now, we talked about a particular part last week that kind of represents all of who we are. Anybody remember it? Your heart. And uh, there's a particular verse in the Bible in Proverbs that talks about your heart and how, why it's important to guard it. And this is what it says. For those who missed it, Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, 
Guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So your heart, not just your physical heart, but your heart is kind of who you are. Everything's going to come out of your heart of who you are, what you're all about. So guard that. Keep evil stuff from it. Keep sin from it. Keep, keep from giving it to sinful things. Guard your heart. And that was what we talked about last week. The whole idea of putting boundaries up around our heart. This week, we're going to move on to a different part. That's also very crucial. Matthew chapter 5, verse 28, it says, But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So just looking at something, looking at someone, and thinking something can lead you to sin, can lead you to, to something that's not true, that's not right. Just thinking it. And cause your heart to sin. And the heart is the whole thing we talked about last week, right? So our mind can cause our heart... To, to sin. So it's kind of connected there. And the mind is so powerful that it causes who we are to, to be led into that type of thing. And so Jesus talks about that. And so your thoughts can actually lead you into sin even without physically doing anything. So you can sin in your own just thoughts. That's how powerful they are. You don't have to fit, like you could, you could think, man, I would just really like to hit that person in the face with a baseball bat. <laughs> And just think it. And you know you're never really going to do it. But the fact that you're thinking that can cause you to sin. You're wanting to physically harm somebody in your head. And in your head, you're probably really doing it, right? You're probably like, okay, batter up. Smash. Home run. And then you, and then you got the issue of why are you wanting to smash their face in? You haven't dealt with that, apparently. Um, and you're wishing these bad things on this person, and it's all in your head. You didn't have to physically do any of that, but yet it's still going on, right? So, we don't have to actually physically do stuff, but we can still be led to sin, just with our thoughts, with our mind, with the things going on in our head. Now, at first, or 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul is warning the Corinthians, okay? He knows how powerful the mind is. He knows the things that people can start to think and how easily we can be led down the wrong path through our thoughts. And so he says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. And this is kind of the same warning I want all of us to hear. Myself included, leaders included, all of you. Is this. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, in the very beginning of the, of the human race, evil started to deceive our minds with Eve. And that's what he's talking about. He says, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ. And that's what we want to try to maintain, is our devotion and our purity for Jesus. That's what this whole series is about. So if you're like, why do we keep talking about that? It's because we want to keep purity and devotion. We just want to stay focused on Jesus. Any other garbage, we want to put boundaries up to keep us away from it. Because it's just, just going to distract us. And it's going to lead us away, just like Eve got led away in the book of Genesis in the very beginning of the human race. Make sense? Okay. Now... We, we see the mind's powerful. We see that Paul's warning us, you know, don't, leave, don't be led astray. Don't go down a, a crazy path in your head with your thoughts. Jesus says you don't even have to, to do something physically to have sinned. Just by thinking stuff you can sin. So how do we have boundaries for our mind? I mean, how do you do that? You can't physically put a boundary up in your head. You'll wind up probably killing yourself if you try to do that. So how do you, how do, you do that? How do you have a boundary for your mind? Well, 
the cool thing is God actually gives us some things to help put up some boundaries and some barriers to keep us from sinning and to keep our thoughts kind of in check. And here's where they are. They're in Philippians. So if you got your Bible, you can turn to Philippians. And that's what I thought. No one flipped. So somebody did? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Representing. Hey, if y'all want to bring your Bibles Wednesday night, feel free. You know, we kind of get into the Bible every week. Um, Now, here's what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Okay? This is the first step or or one one of the remedies for your thoughts and to, to how to have some boundaries. It says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what are the steps? Well, number one is you can guard your mind by praying and by not being anxious. Some of you might be like, well, what does anxious mean? Let me explain anxiousness a little bit. Because there's a lot of it in middle school. Because I had a ton of it in middle school. I still have some even now. Anxiousness is being like where you're on the edge of your seat a little bit, kind of. You, you, you can't wait, like you're jumpy, like you're, you're nervous, you're stressed. And a lot of that goes on in middle school. Like you're so nervous about what's going to happen the next day just because somebody was talking trash the day before and you don't know if they're going to talk some more trash today. You might get in a fight, or you might, you might want to physically in your head, you know, hit them with a the baseball bat thing. Um, I mean, you don't want to sin, but, you know, you're anxious. You don't, you're nervous. You're stressed. There might be a guy or girl that you're, you're, like, digging their chili, and you're like, I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I, 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 do I smell bad? I don't know. Uh, my palms are sweaty. <sighs> I don't know what to do. And you get anxious about it. And you, and you think, man, I want to, I really want to uh, get an A on this test. And you're anxious because you don't know if you're going to do good or not. You're worried you're going to fail and your parents are going to ground you for life. You're never going to have a car and drive because they're going to ground you for, for getting an F in your math class. And so you get anxious about it. So anxiousness deals a lot with stress. It deals a lot with and it, it just like worrying about stuff. And can we all agree, get some amens, that that's going on in middle school? That's what I thought. Now, and can I get some amens from the adults that it's still going on as adults? And apparently a lot of you are adults in here. Um, You guys are pretty close to adults, by the way. But um, So, anxiousness, get, get rid of the anxiousness. Stop stressing and worrying about stuff. And when you are starting to stress and worry about stuff... Talk to God about it. Come to him with thanksgiving. Come to him in petition and prayers and say, God, please help me with this. I'm stressed. So I can't even tell you how stressed I am about my grades right now. It's coming up on on the end of the semester. I'm failing by three points. I've got to get a certain grade on this test. God, help me. Don't let me stress about this. Help me study. Help me do well, but don't let me stress. Don't let me lose hair over this thing. And so come to God with prayers. Come to him with thanksgiving, remembering that he's God and you're not. He's got this under control. Because then what happens after you do that? He gives you a peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't even make sense. But you'll have a peace. Because you know he's in control, you're not, and you're bringing it to him. You're giving it to him. It's not on you anymore. It's on, it's on him. 
And he asks that for you. He tells you to do that. And so one way to put up a barrier is to quit worrying, quit being anxious, start praying, start talking to God about things. So that's one big thing right there. All of us can do to put up a barrier in our mind. Start praying, stop being anxious, okay? Now, he keeps going on in verse 8. And this is what he says. Finally, brothers and sisters, both of us, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In other words, fill your head up with good, godly things. Because it's easy for us to fill up our head with garbage, right? It's easy for us to fill up our head with, I'm jealous of this person because they have this, 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 and this. Or it's easy for us to think, I'm I'm ticked at this person because they did this, 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 and this. And it consumes your thoughts. Have you ever been so mad at somebody? Now, I don't want anybody actually raising your head or saying anything. But have you ever been so mad at you, mad at somebody, whether it's your parents or, or your friend or somebody at school that you don't know very well, but they, they really ticked you off that literally that's all you could think about for like a day or two? I mean, that's all you could think about is your hatred for this person. That's the kind of stuff that we as humans can let ourselves think about all the time. And then you have the illustration of what Jesus talked about earlier. The whole thing with lust. It's easy to like a guy or a girl It's easy to like them too much. It's easy for them to consume your every single thought. That's all you think about is this guy or girl. And here's the deal. That is not good. It's not good to be that way. If my thoughts are on my wife more than they're on who God is, that's not good. And if you guys are having your thoughts on somebody you like more than you have your thoughts on who God is and what God's called you to, that's not good. It's called sin because you're putting somebody above God. And so one way to put a boundary up in your life to keep things from getting too, too much in your head, to fill up your head too much, is to think of the things that are good, that are praiseworthy, that are godly. Now here's the thing. Don't misunderstand what I just said. I'm not saying don't like a guy or girl. I'm not saying I don't think about my wife. I do. I love her. But don't let any of those things take the place of who God is. Does that make sense? So if we want to keep that kind of boundary, we want to keep God number one, every, everything else is, is under who God is, then we've got to put some boundaries up and we've got to start to think about some other things. If all you fill your head up with is... Let's, let's just say, um, the, and I'm just going to throw this out there because I've seen enough of it to know that this is not a good thing to fill your mind up with all the time. Um, the cartoon South Park. If that's all you watched, if that is all you watched all the time, that is not filling your head up with things that are really going to help you, is it? I mean, it's, it's not. I'll tell you it's not. And it's not all about coming up with a list of shows that you should and shouldn't watch. And it's not about coming up with a list of music you should or shouldn't watch. But if you fill your head up with things that you know aren't good, godly things that are pointing you towards anything good. So that's one big thing right there. All of us can do to put up a barrier in our mind. Start praying. Stop being anxious. Okay? Now, he keeps going on in verse 8. And this is what he says. Finally, brothers and sisters, both of us, whatever's true, whatever's noble, 
Whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In other words, fill your head up with good, godly things. Because it's easy for us to fill up our head with garbage, right? It's easy for us to fill up our head with, I'm jealous of this person because they have this, 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 and this. Or it's easy for us to think, I'm I'm ticked at this person because they did this, 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 and this. And it consumes your thoughts. Have you ever been so mad at somebody? Now, I don't want anybody actually raising your head or saying anything. But have you ever been so mad at you, mad at somebody, whether it's your parents or, or your friend or somebody at school that you don't know very well, but they, they really ticked you off that literally that's all you could think about for like a day or two? I mean, that's all you could think about is your hatred for this person. That's the kind of stuff that we as humans can let ourselves think about all the time. And then you have the illustration of what Jesus talked about earlier. The whole thing with lust. It's easy to like a guy or a girl. It's easy to like them too much. It's easy for them to consume your every single thought. That's all you think about is this guy or girl. And here's the deal. That is not good. It's not good to be that way. If my thoughts are on my wife more than they're on who God is, that's not good. And if you guys are having your thoughts on somebody you like more than you have your thoughts on who God is and what God's called you to, that's not good. It's called sin because you're putting somebody above God. And so one way to put a boundary up in your life to keep things from getting too, too much in your head, to fill up your head too much, is to think of the things that are good, that are praiseworthy, that are godly. Now here's the thing. Don't misunderstand what I just said. I'm not saying don't like a guy or girl. I'm not saying I don't think about my wife. I do. I love her. But don't let any of those things take the place of who God is. Does that make sense? So if we want to keep that kind of boundary, we want to keep God number one, every, everything else is, is under who God is, then we've got to put some boundaries up and we've got to start to think about some other things. If all you fill your head up with is, let's, let's just say, um, the, and I'm just going to throw this out there because I've seen enough of it to know that this is not a good thing to fill your mind up with all the time, um, the cartoon South Park. If that's all you watched, if that is all you watched all the time, that is not filling your head up with things that are really going to help you, is it? I mean, it's, it's not. I'll tell you, it's not. And it's not all about coming up with a list of shows that you should and shouldn't watch. And it's not about coming up with a list of music you should or shouldn't watch. But if you fill your head up with things that you know aren't good, godly things that are pointing you towards anything good, then it's probably going to lead you down a path that's going to lead to sin at some point. Now, I'm not saying music is the cause of you sinning. I'm not saying the music is, or, or movies are the cause of you sinning. But if that's all you fill your head up with, where, where are you filling your head up with God? Where are you filling your head up with loving people and, and being nice to people, being gracious to people? So you've got to make room to fill your head up with those things. And so one of your boundaries could be, listen, okay, um, I've got to start filling my head up with some other stuff. Like, that doesn't mean I don't listen to music or watch movies anymore. It just means I don't listen and watch as much, maybe. And then for the other part, I'm doing, remember the 21-day challenge? Maybe I'm starting to do that every day again. Maybe I've kind of been slacking. Maybe I start to uh, listen to some, some worship music, the music that we play here on Wednesday night. You can get some CDs that has that stuff on it. 
Maybe you start listening to that. Maybe you start to uh, take some time and you just go and pray a little bit every day. After school, maybe before school, maybe at school. And you start to make some space, some, some places where you're filling your head up with things other than, than movies and music and video games and boys and girls and things like that. But you're filling it up with godly things that are going to help you live and be instruments of righteousness that we talked about in the beginning. So, filling ourselves up with good things, godly things, can help us have a boundary. So, at the end of that, and there's all kinds of different specific things I could call out, but I'm not going to. You guys know what you struggle with thinking about. You guys know what you fill your head up with that you probably shouldn't. You guys know that filling your head up with things like the Bible, um, things like uh, your notes from Revolution, things like taking some time and actually talking to God about things. Those are the things that are going to put barriers up in your life. But here's the thing, you've got to be intentional about it. And you have to take the time to actually think about what barriers do I need to start putting up. I definitely need to start praying about some things because I'm definitely worried all the time. Or I definitely spend my time doing all these other things and really no time at all with God except for the maybe 45 minutes that I give him on Wednesday night. And so you've got to intentionally think, okay, where can I put some of these up to keep me away from some of that stuff all the time? And so my question to you is this. What do you need to stop thinking about in order to keep yourself devoted to Jesus? Because that, that is our goal. That's what God's calling each and every one of you to. He's calling me to. He's calling your leaders to. He wants all of us to be sold out for him. And so where do we need to put some of these so we stay devoted to him? In our heads. How can we, how can we stay focused and not let our heads wander and have these crazy thoughts of of whatever that's distracting us. Where can we put some boundaries? What do we need to stop thinking about? What do we need to stop filling our head with that's not true, that's not godly? So do this for me. Close your eyes right where you're at. We just talked about a couple things you can do to put up some boundaries. And I want to give you some time to do that. We talked about not being anxious and praying and, and really coming to God with thanksgiving and being thankful that he's God and we're not and he's in control and we want him to be in control. So I want you to take some time to do that. Pray for some things that you're worried about. Pray for some things you've been stressing about. It's been just ruling your mind you just keep thinking about all the time, whether it's a, a guy or girl, or whether it's school, or whether it's a family situation. Think about those things, and then start to give them up to God. And you can continue to give those up to God. You can come up to the stage, and you can kneel down up here in front, not in front of the band, and not in front of the... All this is is a representation of you kneeling down before God and saying, God, okay... I'm done being worried. I'm done being anxious. I'm done trying to be you. I want to put up this barrier of me not thinking about this crazy stuff, and I want you to take it over, and I want that barrier there. I want to always remember that I am not God.
you are. I want to give this to you. Other thing we talked about is filling our heads up with other things, godly things, good things, praiseworthy things. So I want you to ask God to start filling you up with that stuff. Maybe you just sit and listen to the lyrics of these songs we're about to sing and let that fill you up. Because everything we sing here is about who God is. It's about his truth. And so as we worship right now, I want you to do one of those two things. Or maybe you do both those things. You come up here, you pray, and you lay some things down. And then you let these words, these truths about God fill you up. And and you sing them out. But you're letting go of some of the stress, anxiety. And you're allowing God to put up some barriers, some boundaries in your mind. So you stay focused on who Jesus is and who God is. You don't let your thoughts be consuming you and leading you to sin. Because a mind is a powerful thing. And if we focus it on God, imagine what we can do. Imagine what you can do as a middle school student with a mind that's totally focused on who Jesus is. So I'm going to pray for you, then let's respond. Let's do these things. Let's put up some boundaries. God, thank you so much for the fact that you are God, that you are in control, that we don't have to try to take on the world and we don't have to try to to worry about all these different things. And we don't need to let anything consume our thoughts more than, than you and who you are and that you love us. So God, let those things fill us up. Let those things fill up these students' heads, our heads as leaders, God. Let, let us be just consumed.